Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. Yo, 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 this your boy E-Hud, God's MC, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. Peace. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTNV Sports, and welcome, welcome, welcome. This is an MTNV Sports special. What you're going to get is our reactions to what's kind of been going on um, in the NBA. It has been a ridiculous, I, I want to say 24, yeah, it's been over 24 hours now. Um, Yesterday at 6 p.m., I mean, it just, everything just kind of hit the fan, man. It was incredible. I mean, it's just, this is actually more of a free agent frenzy than I've ever seen NFL included, right? NFL, NBA included. I've never seen this type of action, this many moves in a 24-hour span. I mean, by, I think we were like an hour and 30 minutes in, $1.6 billion had already been spent. It was incredible yesterday. Tampering out of the window, whatever um, rules that was in place does not matter, apparently. Just as long as you don't, as long as you're not the Lakers, nobody cares if you're tampering. Um, but yesterday, <laughs> but yesterday we saw a lot, a lot of major moves, man. So here's the thing. We're on the line. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to even, even say it. I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself. All right. We got JT on the line. JT, tell tell the people who you are, bro. What up? Man? It's your boy JT. I was on once before talking golf with my, my man Rick. So, you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm excited, man. It's basketball free agent time and let's get it. Let's get it, man. We got we got somebody else on the line. Everybody knows who you are. Go ahead and tell the people um, who we got online, bro. What's going on, family? It's your player, it's your partner, it's your cousin, Miles Austin here with the Art in the Paint podcast, man, here on MTMV Sports. Uh, man, it's just a good time to be an NBA fan, brother. You know, uh, free agency is always exciting, but this movement has been absolutely crazy. I'm excited, bro. Yo, this has been ridiculous, man. A lot of major chips have already fallen. I mean, and we'll get to all of that stuff really soon. But I'm hearing, well, actually, before I say what I'm hearing, we got some inside information on what's going, what may be happening with Kawhi. JT, go ahead and break the people off a little bit of knowledge. So, from what I'm hearing, and this, I don't know how true this may be, but it is a for sure fact that Kawhi. Kawhi will be a Laker. Um, hey. a, a source told me they're working on some kinks in the contract. So mm. you, we may hear something tonight. We may hear something tomorrow morning. But they say he's going to be a Laker. So hey. I'm too excited. Let's do it. Yeah, so JT, I think JT was talking about, um, JT was kind of spilling the facts that he got from an encounter at a bank, right? Yeah. And I kind of had the bank, and a guy was telling me about it. So he's like a um, an agent in the in the uh, area. He was just telling me about how he's working with not Kawhi himself, but like in the he he's part of the agency that's with Kawhi. Oh, agent. So I, I don't know how true that may be, but he's he's an agent. So whatever he's saying, I'm kind of saying, okay, it may be some truth to this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I pray to God it is. That'd be nice. Yeah, I'm getting um I'm getting a lot of conflicting stuff on on oh, sure. um online. A lot of stuff is saying, you know, this will be this, this will be that. Um one thing that happened, some somebody said something, I think it was um at R D Ambition and God knows who that is, but they have a Lakers um symbol, right? <laughs> and they're saying um they're saying Kawhi Leonard to the Lakers is officially done. I don't believe in it. It's been retweeted 7,533 times and counting, right? That's all Lakers um, fans. Yeah, it's been liked 15,000 times. <laughs> and, That's all Lakers fans. <laughs> yeah, and and to be honest with you, um, th- th- this person, is, well, this account is a Lakers insider from Reddit, right? <laughs> Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> so you know that's 100% guaranteed facts. But um <laughs> 100%. 100. Look, I'm like he know for sure. He knows yeah. for a fact. Let me let me ask you guys this though. Um we're hearing if if they're close, if they really are close and that's really a thing, what would that mean for the NBA and then what would that mean for the Lakers? I'm gonna let JT you I'll let you start. So, 
what that means for the NBA is LeBron's going to get another ring. <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> Plain and simple, LeBron's going to get another ring. The only way he don't get another ring with this team, if Kawhi go there, if they don't have the depth at, on the bench. If, his, if the Lakers' bench aren't suitable or able to produce, because, okay, someone's going to get hurt. It's a, it's a known fact. LeBron's getting old. AD's old. Somebody's going to get hurt. <laughs> can, can that can that bench cover for 20 games while one of the, the stars are hurt? That's oh, going to be sure. the key question. Yeah, yeah. Because I was looking at the roster yesterday. You have uh, Reggie Bullock. Anthony uh, Davis is only 26. Right, but still, he's injury prone. That's real. So, so look at your look at the the current roster right now. Lance Stevens, uh, hit or miss. Rondo yeah. consist Rondo's consistent. He's gonna give you maybe ten, 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 and five maybe. That's all we need. But none of those guys are really on the roster right now. The only guys that are actually on the roster is LeBron, AD, Kuzma, and some other guy. You say Iggy? No, he huh? said Iggy. So no, no, no. What you, what, I said what LeBron, AD, and Kuzma, and and one other guy. So we, so we got we have those three. Obviously, the three that we're building with AD, LeBron, and Kuz. There's Alex Caruso, who's who's been sending it, uh, extending an offer. Uh, the rookie that we picked up picked up through the draft, and there's one more person that he played with us last year. I think his last name is Williams. I forget his first name. So we've extended contracts to those two. So they're kind of like. With the exception, so we're going to use those. So we do have currently six players on the team. Now, in terms of the $32 million that we have in cash space that we have been patiently waiting for Kawhi Leonard to say he's going to be a Laker, um, we've missed out on some key free agents. Like, let's be honest here. If Kawhi announces, hey, I'm going to be a Laker Sunday evening at 6, 6.30, you know, today may be different. We may have a full squad by, you know, this time tonight. So um, playing the Kawhi sweepstakes has been – busy uh but we do got some people on the way it, it looks like you know that they're coming to the lakers in terms of like an iggy who may get bought out by the grizzlies and we were waiting on seth curry he ended up going to the mavs like little pieces that we could have used on this this good bench we're probably looking at vet minimums now you know the new age miami heat that's kind of true um but i'm 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 thinking maybe carmelo joins i don't know if you can i, I don't know if you can pull a carmelo at this point I don't know if you can you also could, pull a boogie. I feel like he, I feel like he can get a Camelo. If you can get a Melo at this point, I, mean, I think I think it's very possible. So you think it's possible to get a Melo, Miles? I think it's very possible. I mean, he, he comes in on a vet minimum. He got paid twenty six, probably I think between like twenty four and twenty six million uh, the last year that he played. So he's good on money. You don't got to worry about that. Uh, you pull him in on a vet minimum. Bring him in, let him be, let him be a great piece. Um, obviously, we're not expecting him to be, you know, fourth or the fifth, fifth player on that 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 starting five. But if he can give us, you know, 10, 16 points off the bench, be a, be a knockdown shooter. Which, um, you know, I mean, Carmelo needs the ball to be successful, and that's that's the thing that we're going to try to figure out. Uh, we we missed a lot of pieces, kind of kind of waiting on Kawhi, you know, like like a center in his canter or uh, JJ Redick, uh, who ends up going to the Pelicans, which. Pelicans look pretty good as of now after the AD trade and the pieces they picked up uh, via free agency. But um, we're going to have to see how this whole thing plays out. Playing this this Kawhi sweepstakes has been risky, but if it ends in, you know, with high risk comes high reward. So. Hey, um, Miles, talk to me. Why would, why would a Kawhi Leonard choose L.A. over Toronto? I mean, okay, so let, let's look at it like this. If, you, if you're going back to a city where two things, I, I talked about this earlier today with somebody and trying to figure out, like, what were some of those pieces that you're talking about? Why not choose L.A.? First, he's from L.A. He, wants, he wanted to be in L.A. two years ago when he was um, with the San Antonio Spurs. Funny thing that, that Kawhi Leonard actually reached out to Magic Johnson and the conversation that he had with Magic and um, Uncle Dennis, who is Kawhi's uncle, and manager basically saying he asked a simple question: Hey, did you try to trade for me when I wanted out of San Antonio? And it was it was he was very truthful about it. Yes, we tried to, but Pop didn't want to deal with anybody in the West. 
and he wasn't even taking our phone calls, but we attempted to. I think Kawhi looks at those little things as a team aspect. He wants to be able to bring in his own medical staff, um, has been a kind of part of that contract talks and uh, allowing him to be there in L.A. Uh, but if we're talking about Toronto, from what I hear, the taxes in Toronto are absolutely bananas when it comes to people who have this amount, this mass amount of money. Uh, when you talk about millionaires and, and 30 to 35 million a season, it's heavily taxed. The Canadian taxes is, is kind of high and crazy. Um, what a lot of American American players have voiced about going to Toronto is going through customs every time you go, every time you come, and every time you leave. Uh, obviously, the cold weather. Um, that country uh, and that that city is absolutely amazing, and it's a basketball city. But if you're talking about being able to play your game while able to take rest. He took off 20, I believe, 20 games last season uh, for, for load management. He's going to be able to, to get the opportunity. Uh, you saw most a lot of times in the, in, the, in the playoffs this season is where he would come off the floor and they would lose some of that luster that, um, that they were trying to build up. I think it's uh, he wants a little bit more ease. He already understands that he is a superstar. He's a two-time finals MVP, two-time champion. Look, I'm going to go and kick it with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and I'm going to make it a little bit easier for myself while I don't necessarily have to carry a team. Um, I'm, I'm sure after running through that playoff run, he, my man's exhausted. He's he's excited that he that he got a championship and another ring. Um, but sometimes some people just don't want the full full load of that type where he's just saying, "Look, I can get I can get a piece like LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and he can be the fa- he can move into the face of the team as there's three years being left on LeBron's contract." Uh, with Anthony Davis being 25 or 26, I believe, and not, and Kawhi Leonard not being too much older, we got years left on this. We're gonna get the the full max potential out of this full max contract out of, out of Kawhi Leonard. JT, um, how do you think the NBA landscape or like the NBA fan base? will respond if a Kawhi Leonard chooses to go to L.A.? Um, it, it, it's kind of hard to say, simply because now the powers in the NBA is now kind of sort of balanced. With KD not going to... <laughs> Very true. With KD going to the East now, it kind of sort of balances that power. So now everyone's not hitting in the West, like... Last season, everyone, every major superstar was in the West. Only people you had in the East was Kyrie, Kawhi. Who else? It was Kyrie, Kawhi, and Giannis. Okay, Giannis. Jimmy Butler in that seventy sixes team. Yeah, Joel and B. But but still, Jimmy Butler is not Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> Like Jimmy Butler, Kawhi literally carried that team to the NBA Finals. I think we would have felt differently had that ball not decided to go in. <laughs> so, so, so you game think, seven. So, yeah. Here's my, so here's my question: If that ball would have went in, who would have been in the finals? Jimmy. So, so, so the seventy sixes would have been the Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks. Now here's what y'all here's here's what a lot of people don't remember, right? Jimmy had just hit that Ooh. shot. To put them in position to to move on, very true. true. And and had there and had there been no late game God anointed bouncing of the ball, <laughs> is that what you call it? Yeah, because this would have been Jimmy's world. Like it would have been Jimmy's world. Look, even even if the Seventy Sixers get past um, the Toronto Raptors, I still have Giannis and then taking it in probably six games. That team itself was was literally trying to figure out how do they work together. Okay, let's put this into perspective. Let's say the 76ers get past the Raptors and they end up playing Giannis and the Bucks. You have to think about why would in the offseason, right, Jimmy Butler declined the max contract to go to Miami. It, the, the, the chemistry there was off. Jimmy is not, uh, I wouldn't say, uh, hard to play with, but when he plays with people who don't give their all, when you talk about a Joel Embiid, but who I mean, who who can be you know sometimes just just funny and wanting to have fun, uh, Ben Simmons who who won't take a jumper, knowing that he's a jumper, <laughs> he's giving them giving them all these types of space and he's wanting to finish at the rim, um, and is not as dominant as, as Giannis Antetokounmpo finishing at the rim doesn't have, doesn't have that type of skill. Obviously, he's a great finisher, but he's not plowing and dunking over folks and backing them down. So, um, I think even if Seventy Sixers get out of that series in Game 7. They don't get past Giannis and the Bucks. You need a complete team. Now, I will 
I will sort of kind of disagree with you, JT, when you say that Kawhi carried them to the finals. Now he did; he was the leading scorer and, and definitely the MVP of that team. But if you talk about the the trade deadline and the trades they make, picking up Marc Gasol, Serge Ibaka stepping up, um, uh, um, Kyle Lowry actually showing up in the playoffs, these are pieces that he definitely needed. Yes, he led with 27, 28 points a game. But if you think about even the game six, I believe that they won, went into the finals, he wasn't even the leading scorer in that game. Kyle Lowry was. So I think the the perfect pieces that he needed around him in a Mark Gasol, uh, a, a Kyle Lowry, a Danny Green, all these type of pieces, they built that team perfectly to set up around around Kawhi Leonard. And he maximized that 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 uh that potential that he had to play together and the chemistry that they had. I mean, obviously you talk about KD going down and Clay Thompson going down, but um, you take your chance to win, you take your window of opportunity, and you maximize it. That's exactly what they did. Hey, talk to me about the possibility of leaving a Lowry, Van Fleet, Abaka, Siakam, right? Um, yeah. Even even if they could bring back a Danny Green, right? And that whole entire team and country that absolutely loves you, right? Why yeah. leave that situation, Right, like why? Why would you? Why would you leave that situation for a situation that's super questionable um, in the Lakers? Because, like you said, there is LeBron, there is AD, but I mean, you know, outside of that, it's just Kuzma, and, and nobody else knows what else will happen to the roster. I mean, if you care, if you compare LeBron and AD to anybody on the Toronto Raptors roster, well, I mean, the, what argument are we trying to have right now? <laughs> Like you talk about a top two top five players that you can play next to. Now, is it ideal? Is it, hey, um, I'm going to go play with two top top two top five players in the NBA? Um, I mean, honestly, at the beginning of free agency or the beginning of the offseason, I thought he would stay with Toronto. I know he wanted to be in LA. I, I thought he, I thought we were the Lakers were kind of out of it, and he was going to the Clippers for sure. But I think KD going to Brooklyn, Kyrie going to Brooklyn, uh, Jimmy Butler going to Miami. It took it took out. Hey, I want to be with somebody else. I think at the end of the day, I want to be in LA and I want to have somebody I can play next to and then my, my second tier or my second star with me. I think when you look at a Pat Beverly or a Lou Williams or a uh, Danilo Gallinari, that's not looking at their second star when you have Pat Bev, who is a, a defensive monster, but not not really great on the offensive end. Talk about a Gallinari who's been inconsistent his whole career. Uh, a Lou Williams who is a key six man off the bench, but has hasn't started. In years, and he's still going to give you twenty to twenty-five points a game. I think um, you look at the, the the second star in a LeBron James or an AD. Um, it's just ideal for where he wants to be, as well as being in LA. Um, with those pieces kind of moving the way that they did, and the Clippers not um, getting who they wanted to. I'm because I was listening to Chris Broussard earlier today, and I and he mentioned that I can guarantee you, if Kawhi went to um, the Clippers and said, "Hey, I want to be with you guys, but you're going to you're going to need to bring in a second star for me to be there." And they would have they would have moved mountains to make sure that they could get a, a star to put next to Kawhi Leonard. I think that his destination and his desire to be in L.A. was big enough and high enough to make that type of a decision. But when you talk about an AD trade coming right after right after the offseason starts, I mean, it, it's hard to deny that. Hey, JT, we see that the Nets have the Nets have signed Kyrie Irving, KD, DeAndre Jordan. All those guys are there, and plus all the other pieces around, Temple, um, possibly getting Dudley back, right? It looks like the Nets um, may be the favorites, not this year, but maybe the next year, for the next few years, in the East. Is the East owned now by the Brooklyn Nets, or is it still wide open? So here's, my, here's what I think. I think that it's still wide open. Simply sure. because, so I was reading today where the Miami Heat may be trying to add Bradley Beal to the mix. For sure. So Jimmy Butler, Bradley Beal combo with, you know, a few more pieces. Miami may still be a top five team if they can kind of sort of jail together. I kind of have to disagree with you a little bit there. I feel like they lost Whiteside. You you lose the point guard, right? Like, you're you're losing so Gordon, a lot of Gordon pieces there. there though. Huh? Gordon is still there. So he, it came out the story that he was traded to the Mavs. It came out about an hour later that he was not traded to the Mavs. So currently he's still a member of the Miami. Okay. Okay. 
But normally where there's smoke, there's fire. So maybe it, it's not complete, but maybe yeah. that's that's the move that's being made later. Understood. I mean, that's a good pickup for, for Dallas, if so. Yeah, that'll be a major pickup for Dallas. But, yeah, for sure. But I, I can't until we see how Katie come how Katie's come come back from this injury. If he's still the the assassin that he is, then yes, for the next two three years, it's the next conference to lose. I I, I mean I, I think that that Katie being the player that he is, if he does come back and, and give you twenty five thirty points easily. I think that's not going to change. He's going to give you the points that you need. But the question is, Kyrie, Kevin, DeAndre, uh, and the rest of and the rest of the team, and and an Allen or Dimwitty. Those are great pieces. I do. I don't want to miss out on the fact that uh, the 76ers have a great team that they have together. Yes, they lose JJ, and yes, they're going to need some shooting. But you talk about adding Al Horford to that back line. Uh, that 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 front court looks great in Joel and B, Al Horford and Ben Simmons defensive wise. Now they're going to need some buckets, uh, obviously. But uh, and I want I don't want to forget about the Boston Celtics. Yes, they lost Al Horford. Yes, they lost Car- um, uh, Kyrie. But you end up picking an All Star and, and a center and his Cantor. Like that's those are good pieces like great. that are kind of under the radar. Um, I think Boston is going to be. Uh, uh, I think the East is still wide open, like like JT said. Um, but I I think it's going to be good and kind of come down to the wire as we see when the playoffs start with which team. When you talk about the 76ers, the Nets, and the Celtics, um, and I don't want obviously forget about the Bucks. You forget they just led the NBA in, in wins uh, last season with their record, but um, and they have an MVP in Giannis. So we can never forget about them. Um, but the East, I think, is, is as good as it's ever been, man, the last the last year that we saw it in the year coming up. But I will add to that, though, something else that I was just thinking about. Yeah. Do you think Toronto, if Kawhi leaves, what do you, where would you put Toronto? Do you think that's going to be a, in a playoff hunt? I think, I, I think that they can be a, a playoff team. Now, losing a superstar like Kawhi is, is definitely a, a big hit to the roster. Um but I think the pieces that they have um, are, are definitely some good pieces. Now, I have heard that, that Danny Green will probably end up following Kawhi wherever he goes. Um, I don't mind seeing him in the Lakers jersey. Um, but we're going to see how, how, how it plays out and how it comes. But I do think the Raptors do have a, a chance. Are they a playoff team? I think so. Are they a contender? I, I don't believe so, losing Kawhi. So according to um, Ramona Shelburne, um, the Heat are still working with um, Goran Dragic to get him um, get to find a trade partner for him. So it may not be Dallas, but he's gone. Okay, got it. Uh, Dallas would be Dallas would be a good pickup if Dallas can make it happen. You put Goran Goran Dragic with um, with Kristaps Porzingis. You got your boy Luca. Like that's a good pieces and good pieces they can put. Now, I mean, the West is already stacked, but they also added Seth Curry, who's a good off the bench. Put. Uh, kind of three, three in, and kind of D guy. Um, he plays good defense, but uh, the Mavs after maxing out Porzingis um, and, and Luca, obviously being who he is, and adding Seth Curry, uh, putting bringing in a Goran a Goran Dragic would definitely be a good piece for them to kind of compete in the map in, in the in the West. I don't know if they're you know a, a great playoff team, but they, I think they make the playoffs with that type of roster. So I gotta ask this question, fellas. Um... We we all have heard the cries from Stephen A. Smith. I know we all have. Like <laughs> I know we all listen. I know we all kind of pay attention. Stephen yeah. A. Smith has been in like free agency hell for like maybe the last twenty years, apparently, but especially over the course <laughs> of the last twenty four hours. Yeah. My question is: You got these New York Knicks, right? Signing now, they have been extremely active trying to make this okay, but it's it, I mean losing. Co- Losing KD, losing Kawhi, like I mean, I'm sorry, losing KD and losing Kyrie is, and yeah. then losing out on Zion is not. It's not going to be easy to make that to make that feel better. But they've signed Bobby Portis, Julius Randle, right? They already have Kevin Knox. They have Dennis Smith Jr. They drafted R.J. Barrett. They signed Taj Gibson. Do you think that it, it's starting to look a little bit better for the Knicks, or is there just no way for them to make this better? It, it, it's no way. Like, you're going to be, once again, at the bottom of the league again. Yes, you have, like, young pieces that you can build around, 
But until you get that superstar in New York, in Madison Square Garden, you're still going to be a laughing stock of the league. Like, you're one of the premier teams in the league. But yet, you can't get a free agent to come there. That's that's ownership. That's that's, that's front offense. That's all that is. And, and, it, and it's sad because the New York Knicks and Madison Square Garden is – the, the the mecca like you you want to play there i remember i remember lebron james and d wade having their last game in la and after the game as they're hugging he was like it, it, it will it can only be here in staples or, or or in the garden those those type of teams hold that in that regard but when we talk about free agents who won't even get a meeting when you talk about an owner who is not going to give arguably the best player in the league and that's hard to say when i have lebron james on my team but arguably one of the best players in the game right now you're not going to give him a full max contract because you're worried about his recovery time this is silly and because of that they didn't even get a meeting brooklyn opened welcomed him with open arms like it doesn't make sense to me when you when you've been in purgatory for god knows how long in the new york knicks brooklyn has taken over new york and, and, and it was a fit it was made official yesterday man <laughs> Brooklyn has definitely taken over New York. Like it's, it's not even a question. They are, um, you know, the best team <laughs> in that entire state. Like there's nothing that anybody can do about it. I, I feel really, really bad for all Knicks fans. Um, but the jokes will not stop. Um, and it's really, really hard to, um, to, to actually stop posting bad things about them. Anyway, um, so, so what I just did, I just want to look at free agency. Next year, there's no major star on that list that I can see. No, there's there's nothing coming, but we don't know what RJ Barrett looks like in the NBA. We're not. I'm not assuming that he's going to be a star his first year, right? But we don't know what he looks like. And remember, on Christoph Porzingis, nobody had any clue what he would be. And he turned out to be a star pretty quickly, changing what people thought about the Knicks for a while. R.J. Barrett wants to be there. He wants to be the guy. He he wants to, to put that load on his shoulder. Maybe, maybe, right, with the pieces around him, maybe he's a little bit better than people think. And remember, Mitchell Robinson... Um, that Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Knox, R.J. Barrett, um, Dennis Smith Jr. I mean, maybe these pieces could surprise some people. <laughs> well, I, I I think it's uh, I think I think they'll be a good team. That is, and this is uh, a lot of people don't want to hear it, but I, I definitely think that they'll be competitive. Now, do, it, do they make the playoffs? That's that's still you know hard to see. I don't think they'll be at the bottom of the of the Eastern Conference. Um. But maybe they get to like a tenth or a ninth place and just barely miss the playoffs. Or we, we've seen teams in the East get in with losing records, so that's not that's not going to be anything that's surprising. But um, I think they made the best of their situation in the face of their mistake. Like when you talk about trading Kristaps Porzingis because he quote unquote wanted out of there, you created two max slots. You were getting ready and gearing up for getting Kyrie and Kevin Durant, um, and then to fumble it as badly as they did to not want to give him a mass contract because of the injury seems really silly to me, but shows the lack of leadership in, all, in the front office as well as from the owner, James Dolan. I, I will say this. I, I will bet the Hawks make the playoffs before the Knicks. You, you said the Hawks so? make the playoffs before the Knicks? Yes. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm not... I'm not that's, that's hard. We have a... The Atlanta Hawks have a team of young players that they're going to be rebuilding for a little bit. I think the I think the Hawks will be a little bit more exciting than the Knicks. Um, sheesh, man, I don't know because they signed Julius, Julius Randle to a multi year deal, and most of the other pieces they got were years, so they'll they'll be in the same position next year. A lot can change in a year. Um, that, that's that's a hot take though, man. My, my man JT, I hear you. Yo, so. Here's the thing. I I somewhat agree with you only because I look at what they have. If Cam Reddish can really be what he's supposed to be, if he, he can really show his talent, um, then maybe they can be, right? They drafted well. They already have a pretty good young core. They're not being very active in free agency, um, but they feel really confident in their young stars, right? They feel like they have the right guy at point. They feel like they have a pretty good backcourt, and they feel like on the wings, they got some 3 and D guys who can really do something for them. The Atlanta Hawks, they look like a good young core, but they kind of remind me a little bit 
of the Lakers, right? Who were kind of a good, cool, young core missing a star. Yeah, yeah. And see, my thing is, what people like are feeling to realize, Cam Reddish was the third option at Duke. So he really never had the opportunity to really shine. Yeah. So now he's about to show the world who he really is. We're about to see who Cam Reddish really is. Is he a for sure go-getter, or is he really that third player? Yo, he had a lot of chances to make them shots, and he missed them. <laughs> hey, you're right. You're right. R.J. RJ Barrett did, too. He but, did, but he made a whole lot more than he missed. But my, but my question is, though, like, how many shots did he take per game, though? So, like, did he really have a chance to get into the rhythm? Like, the only game I feel like he had, the only, only game I feel like he had a really good game was the Florida State game. Cam Reddish. That's it. But remember, right, with Atlanta, you got a you got a point guard who's shooting the lights out of the building, well, when he's hot, right? So he's not a pass-first type of guy. He's more like a shoot-first type of guy in my estimation. So who's, who's to say he's going to be able to get back in rhythm or get in rhythm ever? I think he's going to have to take the shots when he has a chance and make them, and we've already seen him in that role not truly be great. Now, I can't say player development isn't a real thing because it is, but he's going to really have to develop and really to really show his true talent. And I don't know if he has the, I don't know if he, he's that guy, right, to work to get to that point of development. So I think playing next to a Trey Young and, and playing uh, with John Collins, I think it's going to be great pieces of DeAndre Hunter. I mean, it's going to be good. Piece. I think I think he'll have his chance, especially with the way that John Collins and, and Trey Young have meshed. Uh, together off a of pick and roll and finishing at the rim and the attention that they get. I think Cam just has to make the shots. All right, fellas, we're we're going to um, take a quick break here. After the break, we want to get into a few more things. We got to figure out who's gotten tremendously better um, after free agency. We saw the draft and now free agency. Who's gotten tremendously better? We got to see who still has some work to do in free agency. There are some guys still out there. We, we kind of want to see who can put some pieces together. And then we'll talk about some of the biggest surprises in free agency and what's going to happen with these Warriors. All right, we'll be right back after this. Stay tuned. Are you a believer who enjoys Marvel or DC Comics? Do you just love a good superhero story? You do? Awesome. Then check out Waywater Entertainment's new digital comic, Legacy A.D., now available on Amazon.com and the Amazon Kindle app. Get ready for a new superhero who loves and serves Jesus Christ. For more information, check out LegacyADCartoon.Squarespace.com. All right, we're back. Um, hey, let's talk, guys. Um, I need to know this. Miles, um, kind of kick us off with this one. Which team got significantly better in free agency? significantly but I, I think that um when, when you talk about a team like the Boston Celtics who after losing Kawhi, uh, Kyrie Irving and Al Horford we didn't see too much um, expect too much from them when you talk about Boston and the meltdown that they kind of had last year in the playoffs um, I definitely I, obviously the obvious choice would be the Brooklyn Nets because of coming in as underdogs and barely making the playoffs and signing Kyrie Kevin and DeAndre is going to be great for this year but when you talk about Kevin missing the next year, um, I'm, I'm kind of looking, gosh, man, even through trades uh, with the offseason, I may have to go with kind of uh, under the radar team, but I'm probably going to go with the Utah Jazz. I think picking up Mike Conley was and somebody who, who, who can play, who's a definite 3 and, three and D guy, a great point guard, who can shoot the ball, unlike Ricky Rubio, who's there, um, combining him with a, Donovan Mitchell, you talk about uh, a Boron, but Donovan's going there as well. He's a solid player. Uh, he showed what he could do last year. Add that to a defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert, and Joe Ingles, who looks like he has six kids and he can shoot a jumper at the Y on the weekends. I think he is uh, absolutely. I'm going to have to go with the, the under, under the team, uh, under the radar team in the Utah Jazz. I, mean, I think they make some great picks via trade and via offseason, picking up Boron and Mike Conley to pair with Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, and Rudy Gobert. Okay, okay. JT, who you got, man? Who's made some of the biggest um, changes or biggest improvements through the free agency? I'll have to say Utah. 
Utah Jazz pickups were great, like you said, Mike Conley, a great point, a great point guard that you know can score, play defense, and that, I think that's all they was really missing. Ricky Rubio gave them, you know, a glimpse of, of something here and there. But I think yeah. Mike Conley is going to be is that guy. Okay, he's a vet in the league. He's been through a, a deep playoff run. Well, the second round playoff run. You know, he's been there. So, so I think his veteran leadership is going to kind of sort of take the team over the hump, and and Donovan Mitchell is just going to really just elevate his game. So yeah, I, I, think, I think Utah Jazz well, right now, like you said, other than the Brooklyn Nets, Utah are just the team was the team that really won. Other than yeah, I think I think adding Hassan Whiteside to that already Portland team uh, was impressive and. Um, kind of not expected, I, honestly, in, in my opinion. I, and the way the video that I saw today of him posting after he found out he got traded, he was thoroughly excited. Uh, so what that look? I don't know what that kind of kind of looks like. I know um, Yusef Nurkic obviously had the, the the gruesome leg injury last season. Um, he's definitely going to come back, but when is to be expected. But uh, signing somebody like Hassan Whiteside, who can he can go get you rebounds and blocks. Now I think he can be more of a scorer with having somebody like a Damian Lillard and a CJ McCollum, who's going to uh, demand a lot of attention from the defense. He's going to be getting points off of offensive rebounds, putbacks, and little things like that that could that could kind of uh, boost up his numbers a little bit. When you talk about, I mean, if he can go out there and give you sixteen and ten every night, you've got a solid player, Hassan Whiteside. What do you guys feel about the moves of the Miami Heat at this point? Um, going out and get a Jimmy Butler. What do you feel about his future in Miami? I think it's going to be a good future. I think Miami has a good mix of players that could potentially, you know, be great or not great, or better than what they currently are. Um, I'm just really, I really hope somehow, some way, Bradley Beal can join him in Miami. That'd be legit. That would be a good one to punch. Yeah, but you know, it just then again, you know, how would they gel together? Because both of those guys want the ball. Yeah, we can't we can't continue. We're like we're sleeping on the on the Boston Celtics. Like once they lost Kyrie, and then the story came out about Al Horford leaving as well. Like nobody thought the Boston Celtics were going to get Kimber Walker. That came out of absolutely nowhere. We were like, wait a second, uh, how did the Boston Celtics even get into the fold? And then two days later. He's happily signed to the Boston Celtics, picking up Kevin Walker and his canter when we thought that this team was going to be in the dumps and we were making fun of uh, Danny Ainge and the, how he's he's just kind of been kind of playing hide and seek with the picks that he acquired over the years. I think Kimba Walker is going to be a nice piece and give you 25, 30 points, and his canter is a solid piece in the center. And you're still building around the young players in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, um, who are going to be really good um, at their craft. Now, Jason did kind of take a step back this year. Behind, being behind Kyrie, but that's expected. So um, we're going to see how Kimba approaches it, but I think he's got a solid team up there in Boston, man. And to, just, uh, to speak on that, I want, I really want Gordon Hayward to get back to the Utah Gordon Hayward. I, I agree. You got to see what the system it is. I think he was just a little bit afraid coming off that leg injury. We yeah. saw... We saw a lot of uh, glimpses of what could be. You know, you talk about that 29-point game, and I think he had 30 a couple times where he was just knocking down jumpers. If he can continue to be that player and open up that offense the way that he does with his shooting, I think he can be a solid piece, man. Yo, talk to me about the Indiana Pacers. Um, They picked up Brogdon. We saw um, what type of shooting percentages he was able to produce this season. He's a big pickup, man. Big pickup for Indiana, especially, you know, with the backcourt that they already have. Um, Talk to us about his impact, and do you think the Pacers will be a team to to think about now, right, with Victor Oladipo and a guy like Brogdon there? Do you think the Pacers are somebody we have to, uh, a team we have to watch out for? I say they'll all depend on Oladipo. I think how he comes back and plays, that will determine, you know, he, he's the leader of the team. So how he comes back and plays, gets that, he got some really good pieces, but he's going to be the that focal point once he comes back. If he comes back like the um, player he was for the injury, yes, that, that that would be a good that would be a team to look out for. That's very dangerous in the East. Yeah, I definitely think Matt picking up Malcolm Brogdon was under the under the radar type of uh, moves that they made. Um, but he's a he's a solid player. He got paid. He got his money. Uh, Victor Oladipo's on the way back. When you talk about a great piece in Miles Turner, who can um, really be. 
a, a solid piece to a championship team. Now, did they make some noise here in the playoffs this year? Um, I don't know. I mean, this is this the, the East is, is as wide open as it has been in years past with LeBron not being in it. Um, but when you talk about the teams in Indiana Pacers, who was a consistent winning team who made the playoffs a year before, uh, the Brooklyn Nets who got better, Boston, Philly, uh, Toronto, Milwaukee. Like it's not just a, a two or three, two or three team type of uh, a conference anymore. You talk about one through eight, anybody can lose on any given night in a, in a seven game series. You know where where it's going to depend on the stars that you have on the team and the type of coaching that you have. I, I think it's the Eastern Conference has been as exciting as it, as it has been in years past, man. Man, I keep hearing. I'm, I'm. I keep seeing this. Kawhi is a Laker. Kawhi is a Laker. It's trending. Are you seeing it? I'm seeing it everywhere, bro. It and I'm, I'm, as a Laker fan, I am trying to contain my composure, and I want to see something official. If I don't see it from Woj or Bleacher Report, or straight from ESPN, I'm taking it with a grain of salt, man. But uh, it is trending. I'm, I'm excited if it happens, brother. It is trending, and it is going crazy. All right. Um. So that kicks off this other question that I have. Right. What teams still have a lot of work to do? before we can actually declare that they are done with free agency and are ready for the season? The Detroit Pistons. Mm. What you talking about? They got Derrick Rose. They straight now. I like that. Okay, but will he stay healthy the whole season? <laughs> no. <You> have, <laughs> but he showed glimpse of, okay, I can, I can play my game in a different manner. I, I don't have to be explosive. I can, I can play you differently now. Pairing him with Blake Griffin, that's like a a downgrade to like the new CP3 and Blake Lob City. Downgrade size. Ooh. <laughs> downgrade I mean, size. I, I, I see with it. The Pistons have some work to do. Um, sheesh, man. But I, I definitely think some teams that can make some more moves uh, would be would be the Clippers. I think bringing back Pat Beverly and trying to prepare for Kawhi Leonard, who may not be coming. Uh, they got some moves to make to, to make them a little bit better. Yes, they made the playoffs. Yes, they'll be a good enough team to be competitive. But you need a piece who's going to kind of take you over the top. And I don't know if there's another person out there right now that that is just as good as Kawhi Leonard that was going to be there um, to kind of take them over the top. But I think if you add some good pieces and good role players, that, that's a team full of role players like that that is coached well and, and has a great team owner and what they want to do and add and try to build. Um, I think the I think the Clippers have some moves to make, especially if they don't end up with Kawhi. Let me ask you a question. Um, so we looked at a few different teams. We can see um, that there are some teams out there who are really, really quiet right now um, in free agency. One team that comes to mind is the Washington Wizards. What can <laughs> they do to help that situation? It seems un. It seems like. They'll always be just a mediocre story to talk about randomly and nothing to care about when it really matters. <laughs> I think that uh, the biggest thing that kind of hurts hurts the Wizards is that, that John Wall contract. You have somebody in Bradley Bill who can you can kind of build around. Um, now, you gotta, you're going to have to get creative. They did uh, just recently get a new GM, so I think that that's going to help. Um, but you still got to make some moves via trade or – the draft or something like that, but they're kind of strapped with the contracts. I mean, when you talk about they, they had a team that was in the playoffs that was taken them two years ago and two, two or three years ago where they, they were paying their players this this uh, this crazy amount of money to stay there. John Waller, Bradley Bill, um, I, I forget the three guys that they sent to they sent to Phoenix, but he had a hundred million dollar contract. Like these are things that uh, with the new CPA, like you're, you're these guys were able to get this type of money, but it has strapped them in the future because they haven't been able to move uh, with the way that their cap space is set up. Hmm. So, fellas, let me, let me ask you this question. Um, which deal has been the biggest surprise to you so far in free agency? And I'll start with JT. JT, what's been the biggest surprise for you? D'Angelo Russell, the Warriors. <laughs> $29 million. Why did, why did that surprise you? Because okay, so I'm I'm in my mindset. He, he's a point guard. You had he's not a, a bench point guard. You can't put him on the bench. Like he's not gonna be happy. He's gonna. That's not his fit. That's not his role. So yes, Clay may be out for the season, 
If he comes back, great. But when Clay is healthy, he, he does come back. Come back. How do you play D'Angelo Russell? Are you going to go to a three guard starting rotation, starting lineup with Steph, D'Lo, and, and Clay? Yeah. Like, like I, I don't. I don't understand the logic behind it. But then I started thinking about the contract. Maybe he's a, a one year player and then trade bait. I, I think a story recently, shortly came out after that trade. Um, was that they didn't want to send KD to the Brooklyn Nets and lose him for nothing. So D'Angelo, D'Angelo Russell was including that trade. They gave him the, the contract for $29 million. I think that uh, it did come out that he it, he will be traded. It's not a, it's not a, a matter of if, but when. Is it going to be at the trade deadline, at the beginning of the season, before the, you know going into training camp? But they didn't want to lose KD for, to, and get back nothing in return. So... Um, they're just kind of playing with it right now. I think JT was hit right on the head when he said he mentioned trade bait. Um, but you got to put him on the court. Why not? You get D'Angelo Russell, Steph Curry, and Draymond Green. Kevon Looney's coming back. Uh, Inky's out of there, which I think he's going to end up being a Laker. But uh, I-, I think that you got to put him on the court. You need scoring. Your second splash brother's going to be down to after the All Star break. Use him. Use him until until then to get a good piece. I think when you think about Golden State and losing a player like KD, use D'Angelo Russell. You give him 20 to 25 points a game up until the uh, the All Star break when Clay should be coming back and give you a run give you a run at the playoffs. Um, get good pieces for D'Angelo, and and maybe it may end up when Clay comes back, D'Angelo stays up there. You know, but who, who knows? I, I I definitely think when you talk about Clay Thompson coming back after the All Star break, uh, D'Angelo could be moved by this. So I have a question. Since you said that, do you think Clay can play the three? Or do you I think, think, yeah, I think I think Clay can play the three. I think that um, his defense is good enough and his shot making is good enough. When you talk about um, a, a small forward that has to chase him around, um, I think defensively it, it would look good uh, for the Warriors. Um, but I don't I don't know how you do the two the two guard top when you talk about Steph Curry. And D'Angelo Russell, both of them who can shoot the ball. Obviously, Steph Curry being the best shooter we've ever seen, but Clay Thompson being right behind behind him. When we talk about D'Angelo being a, being able to open up the floor, because he's going to command attention, um, and, and not as much as as a KD. But if you want to play off or sag off, he'll drop a three in your eye, and you got to think about that. Adding it to a, a team who's used to shooting threes. Yo, talk to me about your biggest surprise so far, Miles. Uh, my, my, and I, I spoke on it briefly earlier, but the biggest surprise to me was Kimball Walker to the Celtics. I, I just, I didn't see it coming at all. I didn't think that the Boston Celtics were even in the running for getting Kimba. Um, as soon as we heard that Charlotte and Kimba weren't being, weren't being able to reach agreement on what that money in the contract looked like, Boston shortly came out maybe like an hour or two later saying they are the front runners. I remember Woj and Brian Windhorst coming out and saying, look, Boston Celtics are the front runners and land Kimba Walker. Looks like a foregone conclusion. He's going to sign when free agency starts on Sunday at 6 p.m. Like, it just made no sense to me because I didn't see Boston that was in the running for Kimba Walker. Um, but it made complete sense when you started to break it down and losing Kyrie and Al Horford, them picking up Kimba and Ennis. Is Ennis' character going to be Al Horford? No. Is Kyrie gonna, Is Kimba going to be Kyrie? No. But you don't lose. You don't drop off a lot when you talk about having pieces like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and a Gordon Hayward if he can come back to form. But, yeah, Kimba Walker to the Boston Celtics, Boston Celtics was probably my biggest surprise. Um, because we heard nothing about the Boston Celtics throughout the whole season, the beginning of the, the playoffs and beginning of the offseason. They kind of just came out of nowhere and snagged an all-star point guard. Mm, I like it. My biggest surprise was J.J. Redick and Derek Favors to the New Orleans Pelicans. I'll give you that. I will give you that. I didn't see that coming at all either. Um, J.J. Redick is a good piece to, be, to put with Zion, Alonzo, Brandon, and Josh Hart. Um, the Pelicans are surprisingly. I, I think they're going to be competitive. Are they a playoff team? Um, you know, it still there's a, li- a little bit to be desired, but um, they're going to be an exciting team to watch. And Zion can come out and live up to all the hype. Um, you know, they could be a good team for years to come, especially adding the veteran leadership with JJ Reddick. I look at the team, and I'm and my big my biggest thing is if Zion is any bit of LeBron James, which I don't believe he is as a shooter and as a as an outright playmaker, I don't think he is. But if he is a little bit, right, then that team will be something to reckon with. If you put this same team around a rookie LeBron, 
I think that team makes a deep play playoff run. But I think I'm at that time, right? I think that team makes a pretty deep playoff run. If you put this team, the team that Zion has around him, around a young LeBron. Um, but at the same time, I don't necessarily feel like um I don't know what type of star Zion's gonna be and how he, will he be effective on the court. A lot of his stuff is happening off ball. He's not really, you know, the guy to bring the ball up court. He's 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 a worker, right? He's more of a worker and, and a splash player. Um, he has a lot of development that has to happen in his game. I don't know what type of um player we're gonna expect to see from him. But if he's effective at all, I think this team is gonna be a pretty decent team. You're right. I don't know if they're there yet. Um, playoff contention. Well, I'm sorry, championship contention. I do feel like this is at least an eight seed team. Really? I do. I I think the West is. I think the West is stacked. I think in what they do and and how they do it in the Eastern Conference being just absolutely crazy. Uh, I mean, the Western Conference being absolutely crazy. Um, that's a, that's a hard thing to do is make the playoffs. And now you have to think about it with us with the Lakers getting Anthony Davis and possibly Kawhi Leonard tonight or tomorrow, somebody's going to have to drop off. That means everything is moving down. I think Utah got better. I think Portland got better. You talk about the Houston Rockets and Golden State, Oklahoma City having Paul George and Russell Westbrook. These teams that you're looking at, I, I'm a, I can't see the Pelicans making the playoffs or even making a playoff run at that. Yo, let me ask you guys this question. I'll start off with JT here. Um, JT, where will we see chemistry issues? Now, we've seen a lot of great teams come together in the past and all and not all of them really worked out they had to kind of work through the kinks in order to get to the right chemistry make sure that it was the right fit we always see it with lebron james teams we saw it with this boston team that so much talent couldn't really get the chemistry down where will we possibly see chemistry issues headed into this next season Okay, so you got the Lakers having to to figure out how to gel. Um, Miles, who do you have? Who, who's going to have to figure out how to gel? I think if I had to depend on uh, think of a team that that was just like maybe let's figure it out. Um, I would probably say the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers adding um, adding someone like an Al Horford and and picking up and maxing out Tobias Harris, getting rid of Jimmy Butler, and losing JJ Redick. You know, what does that team look like chemistry-wise? I think they can do something um, here in the, in the, East, in the Eastern Conference. Um, but also, you know, how do you figure out that chemistry-wise? And, and as well as Boston, in the Boston Celtics, Kimber coming into a new system and, Hay- and Hayward basically trying to uh, return to the old form that he was. Yo, so here's my last question. We got to kind of wrap it up with the champs. Um, we got to kind of give an understanding of what to expect from this Golden State Warrior team. We mentioned it earlier, right? Um, they did lose KD. We understand that. We we have um, D'Angelo Russell coming in. We don't know if he's going to stick around for the long term. Um, I'm, I'm definitely hearing reports, and even you mentioned this earlier, Miles, that a trade is coming at some point. It may be once Clay gets back. Or, you know, it may be before then, right? There are some suitors out there for him. Uh, we got word that Looney is sticking around for the next three years. He's been re-signed. What is going to happen with this um, Warriors team? And, and and are they done? Or will they surprisingly compete for a title next season? I'll I, I go ahead and get out the way. I'll let, I'll let Jay-Z, uh, Jay-Z, JT kind of finish it off. Um, I think adding a piece like D'Angelo Russell after losing Klay Thompson and KD is obviously, um, you know, really, really big for that team. But also we got to remember that this team was a championship team before KD got there. Um, They were a great team and hard team to beat. 
adding KD made them unbeatable. So I think at leaving, let them leaving, oh, KD leaving, looking at what that chemistry, the chemistry is already there, the coaching is there, and, and entering D'Angelo into a system where he can produce for you until Clay gets back and possibly trading him at the trade deadline. I don't believe that they are done. I think it's going to be a pivotal battle as they go through, but I think we're really going to get to see a different side of Steph Curry as he is trying to make sure that his team is a playoff team, especially when Clay Thompson gets back. The Gordon State Warriors make the playoffs. That's all you're asking for, for this team to, to be able to gel together and find chemistry and, and possibly make a, a playoff run when Clay gets back and he's fully healthy. JT? Yeah, I agree. I do say I will say that they probably instead of now instead of being a top three team in the uh, West, I'll say they're in the top five, top six seed. And then, like you said, you know, until Clay gets back, how do they gel? Steph still gonna do what he do. Draymond still gonna be the facilitator. Losing a piece like Iggy off the bench, you know that that energy driver and that yeah, player. Like, how can you replace him? That is a big loss, man. And honestly, it was the most hurtful, most hurtful loss of the entire free agency period. <laughs> it was what like that's the my only. Man was, my man was dropping dropping dimes on his book tour, so I don't know. Yo, and I saw that too. I saw all the memes and the tweets about that, right? <laughs> like I don't know if you saw um the one with Paul S. Martin, right? Are you ready to go? Are you ready to? go? <laughs> Man, my man was my man was dropping dimes on him. Uh, I, I kind of, I mean, how do you go back to Golden State after saying saying things that he did and exposing, you know, putting shining up, putting a spotlight on the Golden State organization? Yo, like he he was saying a lot, and what I've realized, um, the older you get and the more you start talking, the worse it is for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a true statement. Yeah, but it hurt my feelings so much, man, to watch him. To watch him have to move on, right, from a team that I remember when he first signed there, nostalgia moment. I remember when he first signed with the Warriors, and as soon as he signed, a piece of me said, yo, the Warriors are going to win a title. Because I knew they had a lot of pieces to make them a threat, but they didn't have the heart. They didn't have that, like, that, that dog. And when Iggy came, remember a young Iggy meant that off the bench you were going to get a guy who had heart and drive and somebody who had all that dog in him, right? He felt like something that um that was that was a little bit different to me. And I knew when when it all went down that this would be a good look and a good move for the Warriors, man. Um, and it played out just like that. He was a part of that dynasty that stuck around for a long time, man. Watching him walk away or watching him be cast aside from this team really, really got me in my feelings. But it's all good. And, you know, just shout out to Iggy, man. Um, and then shout out to a lot of people who kind of lost, <laughs> kind of people who we lost through this whole situation. All right. So, um, we're going to kind of wrap up, man. Um, super thankful to have Miles Austin joining us, um, today. Also, um, have, we have JT joining us. JT, yo, you got a show coming up, man. Um, tell us which we should expect once you drop JT's world of sports. Yeah, man. You know, JT's world of sports coming soon. It's going to be a fun show, um, full of information. Um, got a couple of people lined up to be special guest appearances on the show. Um, we're just going to talk sports. Have a good time. College football is coming up. Um, NFL is going to start. We're just going to talk sports and just hang out in JT's world. That's dope, man. We're looking forward to it. Yo, um, thank you so much for joining us today. This is Rick Sincere with MTNV Sports. Uh, we have Miles Austin, Miles Austin of Heart and a Pain on the line, JT of JT World of Sports on the line. This has been a great day. Look, I'm, I'm saying this. I want to say it outright. Um, look. MTNV Sports, something you have to check out. Hopefully you're listening um, to us every Saturday morning on GH3 Radio, on Dash Radio. You can catch us there. That's a big situation for us. We're so happy to be joining um, the Dash Radio Network. And, and GH3, God's House of Hip Hop, is so dope. Stella Award-winning station, man. We want to thank them so much for, for having us on their station. But it's a dope station, and you definitely got to check us out there. Also, um, you got to check out the MTNV 
Sports Podcast. All you got to do is find us on Apple Podcast. And I'm telling you, every single day, you're going to get some new, um, a, a new drop. You're going to get WWE coverage. You're going to get um, NBA coverage, MMA coverage. I mean, we have some of the best guys in the business, hands down, man. Hopefully, you are getting a chance to listen in and hearing um, all the great content that we're putting out. We have been downloaded over 110,000 times. You feel me? That's not just happening because we just putting out stuff. It's happening um, because there's a lot of quality stuff. We just interviewed Shelby Harris um, of the Denver Broncos. We have another interview coming up really soon with Cyril Grayson of the New Orleans Saints. Um, we've had guys like Chris Broussard on the show. You got to go back through and check out all our phenomenal content, man. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm phenomenal. No. What I'm saying is our team is dope and I'm super geeked to be a part of it. Yo, thank you so much for joining us and listening to us today hopefully you tell a friend about mtnv sports join the movement man don't wait don't wait join the movement now and go ahead and leave us that five-star review on apple podcast thank you so much for joining us and follow us on twitter at mtnv sports for all the latest news and you can go ahead and slide in our dms and ask us any questions and we'll address them here on our show weekly all right we love you thank you god bless